Somewhere in the darkness, there's a man they call the skipper, fast asleep, dreaming of gold. Weeks before the sun does, even though he'd rather stay in bed, curses the cold in Minnesota. Why's it always so damn cold? He's got a job. You're listening to Stonecast, curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Lisney. Stonecast is supported by our friends at the Once Upon a Crime Mystery Bookstore, 604 West 26th Street in Minneapolis. Not only do they have a fantastic collection of mysteries, thrillers, and crime novels, they host some of the best author events in the area. Check them out on the web at www.onceuponacrimebooks.com. That's www.onceuponacrimebooks.com. Well, it's a beautiful day. We're in Chris's lovely Minneapolis backyard. On the grass, no less. Yeah, it really greened up this weekend. It's May 1st, 2017. First 100 days. We surpassed the first 100 days of the... Of the Trump administration? Trump administration. Yeah. In which almost everything promised was not accomplished. But isn't that normally true? Like when Obama was running in his first hundred days, he was going to close Guantanamo and it's still open. Yeah, it's, I mean, he wasn't wrong in saying it's a pretty arbitrary marker. You agree with Donald Trump. Nice. High five. That's the one thing we agree on, but that's about it. How would his taste in art? I don't know. He hasn't started painting yet. I thought, I thought the President Bush's paintings were quite good. Yeah, I saw those, yeah. Those are good New York Times article. About All right, so we have Rick Crotty here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great to be here. Have you seen Maiden before? Never seen them. Uh, looking forward to seeing them in about a month. Right on. I know Mr. Brad Clausen is going to that concert as well. That's correct. Anyway, I'm on a waiting list on that concert. I edited a book on Maiden last year. It was awesome. I told Brad I'll send him a copy once it's published. Do you have any? Uh... You did a book on Maiden? Well, I edited a book on Maiden, yeah. Yeah, I work for uh, Voyager Press, and we do a lot of music books. Like wow. this fall, I've done, or this spring, I've done Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. I got ACDC is uh, in design right now. They're they're good stuff. Do you know any uh, any facts about Iron Maiden that you could quiz uh, Mr. Crotty? What's the name of the plane? Wow, that's a good one. Oh, boy, you guys are gonna stump me right away on number one. This is almost the only question I. Is know. it Air Force One? No. I'll go with Air Force Eddie and all that, sir. <laughs> you guys, I mean, if you guys. It's got to be somewhat close. So it is. Somewhat with Eddie. Do you want to keep want to keep guessing? No. Okay, it's it's Ed Force One. Ooh, oh, Ed Force. Yeah. Coming live from Ed Force One, it's Iron Maiden. They look like a wow. super fun band. And I yeah. think I think their lead singer maybe is, he's like a licensed pilot he's as well. He's the pilot of the plane. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So they sing the show, and then they go on to the next tour, you know, the next show or whatever. And he's flying a damn airplane. That's pretty. A thousand that, miles. That's the lifestyle. That's the lifestyle. My dad always Unreal. says that when your company buys a um, 
corporate jet, that's the end of your company. That means that you've started wasting money. But I can see for a concert tour, that makes a lot of sense because you've got to get from here to there. I don't think they have any problems with money. No. You're actually ducking out on work to come here, so I yeah. appreciate that. Well, that's, that's quite all right. You know, I don't mind skipping a Saturday now and again. It's not actually, I'm not skipping it. I go back for a half day or so, but. You in charge of the work crew or are you a, a coolie? The four of us all like to think we're in charge. But who's actually in charge? Uh, I guess uh, my father. Nice. That's a little respect. My brother, my father, my grandfather, and myself. Did, uh, did he curl? Did Grandpa curl? No. That's a, that's a Rick Crotty, Crotty family original sport. Yeah. yeah. I don't know of anybody in my family that's ever done it. So you curl, I've, I met you briefly in the Open League and then started recognizing each other as we were at the club quite a bit. Like, what other leagues do you curl in? Tuesday nights against Chris, 7-9. Thursday nights, 7-9. Seems like every other year I'll do the Friday Mixed. Friday Mix is, is really fun. That's my favorite league. I think it's my favorite league. It's more of a Bonspiel mm-hmm. league, you know? Yeah. It's not as serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More laid back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people on the Tuesday leagues tend to take it really serious. They put a lot of weight on those matches. Yeah, you know, there was even some people like to have trophies made up for. <laughs> yeah, I made that trophy, so I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, Rick and I have a, a traveling trophy that we initiated last year last year i won this year he won but it's like five feet tall and it's got flames on it it's the karate listney classical metal cup or something like that that's right it's a big deal it is a big deal and this year when uh when rick won dex watched the whole game and he brought the trophy out on the ice and rick actually your whole team is a little bit Laid back, but they're kind of quiet, you know? Yeah, we're kind of a motley crew. We're yeah, all... you don't want to have... It doesn't seem like you want attention, really. No, I mean... And so he brings out this trophy, and we all circle around, and everybody on all eight sheets starts applauding Rick's victory. So then he got into it. He, like, <laughs> held the trophy above his head and then to. got down on the ice and kissed the... Uh, whatever. What do they call that? The button. He kissed, kissed the button. button. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Have you seen Motley? <laughs> do you listen to Motley? So, Rick, when, yes, when we yes. played you, did this? what did you think about the singing afterwards? Oh. Well, you're pretty excited about that. Yeah, so I'm not, I don't like to be chauvinistic, I guess. So <laughs> I'm rather shy doing things in front of people like that. So Why is that chauvinistic? I don't get it. I don't know, because you guys make a huge deal about it. And Nobody whole, notices. The whole club's got to turn and look. And oh, yeah. Yeah, we stand on the tables. So how did you get into curling? I've never asked you that question. I know that you like it from a social aspect. Yes. Which definitely. I do, too. That's right. So a friend of mine, childhood friend, uh, you know, we went to college, different colleges, and uh, he came back from school and was said, hey, Rick, you want to curl? I said, yeah, yeah, okay. You know. You betcha. Kind of thought it was, yeah, right. Kind of thought he was just leading me on like a joke or something, you know. I'm used to playing football and baseball and lifting weights and stuff like that. So it gets to league, and he's like, yeah, we got curling Thursday. I said, oh, man, are you kidding? I thought it was for girls, you know. So I started it, 
I thought you didn't like to be chauvinistic. Yeah, what the hell are you talking well, about? Well, just, <laughs> you know. You know, women uh, only were allowed to curl at St. Paul recently. Like know in, your like, history. Like in the 90s is new. Yeah, right. They've been around. That's longer than that. Like yeah. the 50s or something. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what I mean? Just not as uh, aggressive a sport. There's no contact. Uh, you can't. Do you think there should be contact? I think it'd make it like more the XFL. We could. Like, well, not. Let's like, not. What that if we far. did the XFL for curling or the lingerie curling? <laughs> the league. XCL, the lingerie curling league. <laughs> yeah. Chris, so, you'd look pretty good in a corset and stockings. Okay. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, it's so, hard to follow. Yeah, it's kind of corset and here. stockings. I think it'd be anyway. Hard to, so uh, you came in on Thursdays. You thought it was a, a girly man's game. No, it's it. Please don't use that. I didn't really mean it that way. Uh, I just. But then you curled and your eyes opened up. This is a precision game. Yeah. Not the way you play it. I guess I, I likened it towards golf or tennis or something or playing chess. You know, it's more of a gentleman's game. Yeah, it's based on precision and accuracy. Strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strategy for sure. Yeah. Physics. Well, let's not go that far. Chemistry with the team. Yeah. Maybe not on the ice. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Craig, Craig's probably Bull, bullshit a lot of with bullshit. the other people around you. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, at the time, it was a sport with drinking. So, so yeah. heavy, heavy alcoholic for many years. So I enjoyed that. And I, too, enjoy that aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Too yeah. much. You're not, you're not alone right. there. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. But, no so, I is. mean, that helped me like it a little more in the beginning <laughs> you know over the years i've grown to enjoy the sport and the people and uh st paul's a very very nice club well you're uh kind of um annually <clears throat> field the metal militia is that a set group of guys or are there a few cores <clears throat> and you you know if you got to call in a call in a sub you call in a sub sure yeah uh for the most part yeah it's a set team um it's, consists of brad clausen whom i grow with Against uh, a league on Thursdays, we don't like, we don't like Brad very much. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? I like Brad. He's he's a nice guy. No, he's got huskies. He's a good dude. I don't like how he curls though. Every time he makes a shot, he has to run in and take a shot. I don't like that. It's, <laughs> I find it very unnerving while I'm on his team. It's like are you going to come back here. How do you pay attention? But he's an advanced curler. He hits his draws better if he's a little juiced up. So Brad Clausen and uh, two other guys that curl with on Thursday nights, Tony Seleski, Patrick Swanson, and myself. Cool. And you guys, you recently did well in one of the bond spiels. I don't remember which one. Yeah, you were you were killed by a bunch of kids. Oh, I see. It's a joke here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Brad Clausen's nephews beat us. Handily. Yes, very, very much. It was it was handily. They they played well. That's good. Wow. They should be good curlers. Uh, Someday. Well, I mean, they're, they're already good curlers, but much better. You better watch out. They're going to be in our league someday, and they're going to smash on you. Any given Sunday. Do you? Um, but the thing is, with that team, like your team probably, like you in particular, yeah. have a very like hot and cold face. Like I've noticed, like when I first met you, I found you very intimidating. I was, fasc- sure. was fascinated by these long locks of hair. But then I like tried to talk to you, and you gave me this icy cold stare that was like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> of course, that, that was like at a bond spiel, and your truck had just been broken into. Yeah, 
That was a that was a great day. You weren't very friendly, and then at some point you subbed in on Dan's team because I curl with Dan Middlecamp on Sundays, and you subbed in, and we started talking about music. I couldn't shut you up. You yeah, were like, I opened you're like, up. oh, I heard you like Steely Dan, and he was like, he was like, oh, I love Steely Dan. Steely Dan is great. <laughs> He's like, do you know that guy that from Steely Dan? He's like a classical concert pianist. Something like I that. I said that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I said that. We were that. talking about someone else. Who were we talking about? It was some band. Oh, that... I, I bet it was probably Emerson Lake yep, and Palmer. Yep, yep, Yeah, and then you irritated the hell out of me because I was down there shooting lead, and he would ask me all these questions about music while I'm trying to shoot, you know? So, but anyway, so... My thought is, is that you can't be like, you can't have that like, oh, he's, oh, coffee just we're, came through. We're losing, we're losing, we're losing our, No, I'm okay. First death yeah, on the so, podcast. I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, when you're playing those nephews. Yes. It's the most metal podcast. You can't give them that intimidating look that you Oh, get. but I did. Uh, you know, it's just part of it the deal. Work. No, well, I mean, they're, they're good curlers, man. They battled through it. They didn't succumb to the intimidation. What's the best metal concert you've been to? Oh, or maybe man. not the best. Like, yeah, what, what was your yeah, favorite? I've been to so many of them, man. Uh, or just, uh, just... So I went to... Uh, Pantera was in town with Slayer and uh, a couple of opening acts in 2001, I believe, at the XL Energy Center, which at the time it was pretty new venue. Yeah, I mean, that's and, where I saw uh, GNR. Nice. That year. I saw Guns N' Roses in the Metrodome. With Metallica. In 92? And, yeah. Yeah, oh, my cousin man. was there. And I think, it was awesome. I think it was Faith No More. And we were nice. up in the upper deck smoking, which is amazing. It was just like everybody was smoking in there. And these kids thought we were smoking joints. And they were like 16. And they were like, hey, can we borrow some joints? And I was like, please. You're not that cool. Yeah. Also, they don't even have it right. These like bum a joint, share a joint. You don't really borrow a joint. That's probably just me. I don't know anything about that culture. Oh, I see. If you're going to give it up, you just give them one. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass. So anyway, so that's that's I love, I love yeah, Little Feet, good. by the way. Yeah, that was a great show, and I guess that one is higher on my list or what have you because, uh, unfortunately, they broke up shortly after that, Pantera did, and they did their little side projects, and Daryl Abbott, the guitar player, was murdered on stage with from one of his other bands that's not the great. other band murdered him no some psychopath jumped the stage don't you think shot. that that music kind of like incites people to be psychopaths i mean you're no i don't no, no i don't most people that i know that are metal heads like that like this guy right across the street mm-hmm. that kitty corner there jason lardy sure nice guy but metalhead psychopath watch I out i have a great yeah. story to counteract that, supporting our point. I went to see Amon Amarth two years oh, ago. Oh, my goodness. Viking was metal. That, yeah, a guy at work's been listening go, to it. Was that the show at the Varsity? No, it was the show at uh, the place on First Ave, Mill City Nights. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, yes. I'm a, I'm a You got to see them. You got to see them, They're Chris. so much fun. So I'm like, I could go see some Viking metal. I listen to metal in high school, not as much now, but still dig it. So I went with a friend of mine, uh, Zach, who's now a tattoo artist in Chicago, and well, listens he, to metal he said this, tattoo artist the whole time. Come on. He, Who would yeah, have thought? Who would have thought? He's like, this, this is great. But to counteract Chris's point, I'm a, I'm a newbie. I, I don't have a lot of metal garb. 
Sure. I was like, he, he said, hey, just wear a black T-shirt and you'll you be good fit to go. Right in. Clothes yeah. don't make the man. And I actually segued that story into a column on a magazine once. But in any case, so I, I think I wore this shirt, the GNR shirt. But he said, this will be actually the most like gentle, polite group you've ever seen. He goes, a lot of metal fans are just like really nice guys. And like, this is what they do. They, they have their jobs or they have their families. But when they go out, they go to concerts and they want to continue going to concerts, which means not getting in fights and not doing the metal thing. Sure. The metal stereotype. Mm-hmm. And he was absolutely right. As those as the Swedish rockers were playing uh, Thor's hammer and just like rocking back and forth with um, they're, Viking. They're horns. Swedish, not Norwegian. They're Swedish. Oh, well, that's I mean, well, so you'll never see them, I guess. Let's just say they're Scandinavian. They're Scandinavian. But also how Scandinavian they are. They're all like six foot four. Oh, I know. Then they're Flowing huge guys. Hair. Beards. You know, maybe not as in shape as they used to be, but right. no one's there to see, you know, surfers. No. So uh, it was a really gentle and fun and excellent concert. And uh, I went to see The National, like an indie band, you know, down at uh, um, Roy Wilkins. Sure. That was an extremely hard crowd. And I, you just would not expect that listening to music. So no, Chris, metalheads are not all psychopaths. Okay. You get a fair share of them, though. If you go to enough shows, you'll see hey, a bunch you, of wackos. You just undermined everything I see. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't I'm it, trying to help us here. Isn't it the metalheads <laughs> that came up with this idea of biting the head off chickens during a concert? Isn't that a metal? Well, Ozzy type? did that. Yeah, well, Ozzy. Isn't that kind of crazy? Ozzy, Ozzy bit the head off a dove because at the record signing, or, you know, signing his contract, the would want to release some doves, right? <laughs> so we bit the head off of it. Nice. And then dropped like that. it. And then, yeah, released it. Is there a video of that? Uh, probably not. No, so the story with the chicken is actually from Alice Cooper back in the 60s, early 70s. He had a chicken, had a show, and uh, threw it out uh, into the crowd. And needless to say, the chicken died. And... Uh, the papers ran the story the next morning That's that he was cruel. a Satanist and you know yada yada yada. The Rolling Stones were smeared the same way during that Hell's Angels concert in the late right. 60s. Yes. Although at Altamont. Know, someone did die. So Well, what do you expect when the Hell's Angels are yeah. your security? It's kind of interesting. We work with them quite a bit at, at the time. I mean, sure they're nice guys now. It's good to have the Hell's Angels on your side. I've got a connection through the Hell's Angels just in case I ever need it in my business, which I work with banking, but someone said, if you ever need me to go, you know, get somebody to help you with yeah. some sort of negotiation, totally. said, I can connect you. He's an enforcer. Yeah. I'm like, great. I'll keep that in my hip pocket. We actually have the occasional motorcycle book that we can't publish because unless we're working with the Hells Angels lawyer and like a state, our authors are too afraid to have the book published. They're- what does that mean? The Hells Angels estate is the Hell sells well, Angels. Have, I mean, well, no, I, I just meant the whole organization. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a that was a pleasant meandering down of uh, memory lane. So, do you get in the mosh pit? Throw oh, some elbows. Hell yeah! Every time. It's, How can you it's do that without drinking? Like I couldn't. Like the only time okay. I dance is yeah. if I have. That's a actually drinks. a great question. Right. Now. So, used to be a heavy drinker. I've been clean almost three years now. Three years in June. The first few times I went to a show after you know quit drinking it was kind of strange like how am i gonna get into it or throw people around and, and that kind of stuff but you realize that it's not the alcohol that does it for you and you just enjoy the music and the 
scene. And if you're a fanatic like me, you know, you get into it regardless. So, so have you ever been in a fight? Yes. How many? Quite a few times. Quite a few. Can, can you tell a story any, of any a like, good, any like a good post, fight? Post concert. Oh boy. In concert, post concert, on the streets. At the curling club? Not yet. That's good. I'm sure it's bound to happen. Tell a story about one fight you've been in that's notable. Uh, why? Because I think it'd be interesting. And I'll tell you a story of a fight that I was in. Or could have been in. So a few years back, uh, it's probably a decade ago, there's a club in Maplewood called the Rock Bar. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Clever name. Yeah. And at the time, a band called Suffocation was coming through town. Brutal death metal band. And I was in the mosh pit, and this guy is just giving me a hard time because I'm throwing him around, and he's thinking I'm acting a little too wild. You know, it's a rock concert. Let's let's get it one thing straight here, you know. So he starts in, grabbing at me. This is in Maplewood. Yes. Okay. And there's barely anybody there, probably 150, 200 people there. People in the bar, people shooting pool, and then the show. In the mosh pit. Yeah. So Rick's this guy, a fight story. Yeah. So this guy starts he starts getting all huffy and he starts grabbing. And I said, Don't do that. You do it again, you're getting it. So he does it again, and I choke him out with my left hand, and then the, the security saw that, and then it was six guys on me and wrestling them around. So you're fighting with the security guys? And the other guy, yeah. Throwing people around and, you know, throwing, you're, you're, honestly, that throwing bombs. That's a know? good story, but that doesn't seem like a fight to me because it seems like you did an act and then the guy did not retaliate and then the security guards came to you. Well, what do you expect? I, I warned him and he didn't listen and he's getting it. Yeah. So that's what happens. Yeah. Excellent. And then carried out outside and. Oh, it spilled out into the parking lot. Yeah, and it's, you know it's security, so they separate you. And did you guys you know, line up opposite each other, jets and sharks style? Snap! Yeah. Uh, it wasn't yeah. like that. when you're a jet, you're a jet. Have you guys ever been way. in a fight? That it doesn't end. Usually, uh, I was at this strip club once, and um, this guy took my dollar bill, and I was like, "Don't take my dollar bill. I need that dollar bill." What? <laughs> what? what? You're at a male strip club? No, no, no! I'm just kidding. My aunt, that's where my we could have gone. My aunt used to run a strip club. Actually, you know, you know who else gets into every podcast? What your aunt? Oh well, she should. She should. She's a great lady. Have you met my aunt? I you don't should. think so. Chris's like aunt her. is a good time. That's good. Yeah, I was thrown against the wall of a bar by a uh, certain lady's older brother. Sure, in college, and he What'd had the fist do? cocked, but. He What'd was also do? by himself and surrounded by all my buddies, so I didn't have to really do anything. Oh, so he, he was more worried about what him? he was more worried about what had already been done. Okay, and was he embarrassed him. by it or something? He was offended by it. As I said, this was a lady's older brother. No, I, I don't think I've thrown a punch. Well, you should get around to doing it. You have a brother in a while. It's good, probably, it's good probably for, yeah, Jared, for your well, male counterpart. The problem is that, that, like, so I, I was a little string bean growing up. I've only, like, gained weight in the middle. And, I, you know, like, imagine me without facial hair and smaller. And You've got a nice butt, though. 
Thank, thank, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Maybe we should take a dollar and go to the male strip club as discussed. At no, least that's no, what I've heard. My brother know. is like built like a bull, and he's sure. always been one of these guys that's just never had to lift a weight in his life. He's ripped. He's just really strong. And so I, I didn't have the luxury of, of the opportunity of fighting with my brother because he would destroy me when we were little. I've never been on a fight other than with my brother, but when I was... Uh... Well, it sounds like neither of you have fought ever. Why don't you just hey, do it right here in the backyard? You know what? We should actually put Mike, on, in the Mike on the mic. The and he can just, he can just narrate. <laughs> yeah, Mike Funstein's sitting here with a bottle of Telemore Dew. Yeah, we and... don't have the mic up yet, but but we're doing a double header today. So. Yeah. So I, I did, this was all, I wanted to tell you a little story. When I moved to Champlin, when I was in okay. like fifth or sixth grade, from Red Lake Falls. Sure. Uh, we moved there in the summer, and the neighborhood boys I hung out with were all like real rough guys. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. Like we hung out, and we, you know, like I listened to classical and opera when I was a kid, you know, so I, I was, but they liked me and we hung out. And then one day, uh, Dan Shish says to me, he goes, Oh, he said, uh, do you want to come over to my house and fight? Nice. That's and a, I was that's, like, It's your opportunity. And I do said, it. No, I don't. And then we never really hung out. But, he was like the ringleader of all the bullies, and I never got bullied because he was in my neighborhood, and we were friends from way back. So huh. it's good to know people that fight. We used to pretend yeah. play a bar fight. We would call it bar fight at my grandma's basement up on the Iron Range with all my cousins. <laughs> and then that became like that, you know, like that was a self-fulfilling prophecy for many of them. You know, the fun thing, one thing about Rick is when you curl with Rick, He's got kind of an erogenous zone sort of talk about when you're out there curling. It's, it's, it takes a little getting oh, yes, used to. Yes. He's so, got a little bit of a, you know, erotic curling edge. Can I say this? Okay. So one thing that I like to do is I like to listen to the skips, how they shout out to the players as far as getting to sweep and what have you, different maneuvers. And I, I envision that that's what they are like in bed. Like, give it to me harder. You know, it just depends on whomever, man or woman. And then I think of that while I'm playing them, and I try to... Uh, what about when they say, off, Yeah, off. I, I picture the whole scene, everything. <laughs> Does that help your game? It makes it more fun. I think it... Uh, I think I Which get probably to, helps. I think I get to learn a little bit about the different people that way too so when people are when you have quiet there's certain quiet skips yes what do you think about those whimpers see, see i myself am that way like my voice doesn't project well and then when you couple that with the eight sheets you know i'm just like i'm like a mouse in i've there. never been accused of not having my voice carry well well the fact that we call them sheets kind of supports your envision oh, theory oh, there you go right yeah, it also sheets. fits eight sheets to the wind yeah three sheets to the wind yeah between the sheets. Between the sheets. So I, I've been sort of playing around with some of the dialogue that's, the, you know, the curling terms and that. Oh, man, you can write so much stuff with that. It's so fun. Give me an example. I encourage everyone to do that. No, I'm, I'm saving it. I was thinking maybe it could be like an aside to table talk, like a weekly little. <laughs> Email Liz Willard. Yeah. Your thoughts. You think she, she would go for that? Rick's sexual <laughs> term of the week. cool. I bet she would. Yeah. I mean the argument that people that listen to metal music are psychopaths? Yeah. And that exactly. the backs of their shirts say killers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you saw that. <laughs> yeah. That is their best record, too, I might recommend. Yeah, I don't know if killers. I'd listen to Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Oh, 
We, is there any songs that I would recognize? Tons. Uh, can you hum a little bit? No. I'm not going to hum for you. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. All right. Well, I think is we're digressing. It? Is this it here? We're, we're digressing into uh, craziness can here. We, so. Can we do this like a crazy talk once? Like, you know, something a little different for your podcast? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Like, well, what's Aside from just curling, because we haven't really even spoke about curling much. Yeah, let's talk about curling now. <laughs> Why what? are you such a horseshit curler? When are you going to cut your hair? Is that ever going to happen? Oh, yeah. Do you, ever, yeah. Do you worry about losing your hair? You no, said last like year. a lot of guys I, I've been told that if you have hair in your 30s, that you'll always have hair. I don't know if that's true that's or not. not true. Yeah, I didn't think it was either. I you get you teased? Kind of does like, anybody when, tease what? you about your hair? Sure. I've heard that Bombo yells at you all the time. Yeah, he does one of these little things. Bombo <laughs> yells at everybody. I like Bombo. <laughs> I kind of met Bombo this year. Hey, Bombo. Oh, that was another Bombo. fight I got into. Oh, With Bombo? Yes. Oh, lean yes. in. Okay. Is that why? Well. Oh man! So this—I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's Who a lot of stuff that at, uh, leads up to it. But uh, Bradley Clawson, uh, Bombo, my brother and I went to Kettle a few years back, and we're at a local bar or whatever they always go to. And this guy starts—you know, this is late in the evening, one, two in the morning. This guy starts choking out the the, the bartender, the waitress, whatever. Cause he wouldn't give her a drink, give him a drink or whatever. So we're on the other side of the bar and I run over to him. I said, you know, I said, what the f- are you doing? You know, and got him in a headlock and threw him on the ground. And then the, the, they break it up or whatever. I, I didn't throw any bombs, but they break it up. And the, the, the woman that was being choked out was bitching at me saying, what are you doing? You know, get out of here. It's like, you were out. Yeah, you, you know. saved her life. I did. Yeah. Did you tip her? No, I probably threw some shit. I smashed the jukebox or something when I went out. <laughs> See, that's a good fight. See, that's a good fight story. It, know, was, a, it, was, a, it was a non, it was a non-fight. And what did Bombo do in that? Tower? He gave me a high five after. Was he wearing his yeah, wind pants? Sweet. Huh? Was he wearing his wind pants? He's always wearing the same thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any fights since you stopped drinking? Uh, You'd be a better fighter, probably. Yeah, that's the thing about fighting. When you're all juiced up, you tend to be all, you know, you can't hit your shots. And, uh, I don't think I have. Because I would think that alcohol might contribute to loss of temper. Yeah, it does, but I got a short fuse sometimes. Sure. So I Don't I know it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, instead of a stone cast bond spiel, we should just have a cage match. Oh yeah, octagon. Octagon. Yeah, our friend Carl, he's a oh, MMA fighter. It'd come down to you and Carl. Carl Ball. Yeah. Okay. No, it wouldn't. I would dominate everybody. I'm scrappy. That's right. Whereas tall guys are dominant. Yeah. Which we covered. Well, <laughs> Rick. Thanks for. Uh, we talked a lot about curling. Yeah, it's amazing get, how much we don't normally we talk, talk that much about curling. We actually, no, we really don't. Yeah, we didn't even talk about any heavy subjects. I had all sorts of heavy topics that I could have got into. Well, we learned a few things like. about. Well, I want to admit, do you read, uh, you know, Mr. Clausen's big reader? Do you read any Stephen King? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Do you know how I'm to not read? A, do you know how a, to read? I'm not a big nonfiction guy. Oh, okay. or uh, fiction. fiction, fiction guy. rather. Okay. I'm oh. more nonfiction. Oh, cool. Because you want to learn. Well, I would love to chat more, but we won't. It won't be aired because that's boring. All right. Good. I, We're feel gonna... like, I feel like we didn't really do anything here. 
Yeah. Like we didn't well, get welcome to the done. club. This is Stonecast. Appreciate it. I'd like to come back sometime and actually talk about something meaningful. Well, we could get half the metal militia. Well, now you and Brad have both been on. Yeah. I don't think you'll get the other two. We had a great time with Brad. We were out on sheet nine in the parking lot. Speak for yourself. He kept on insulting my masculinity, saying that he could catch. He he could barely stand. He was drinking so much, and he was like, "I could tackle you." I'm like you could not. I'd well, dance around well, you. Well, yeah, you were trying to say if I tried to tackle Jordan, could you stop me? <laughs> but anyways, thank you for Thanks, coming, Rick. Out. Oh, thank you. You have a lovely house, by the way. Oh, thank you. I like the purple door. Yeah. People do like that. It's a. Are you of royalty? Yeah, actually, I am related to Prince. <laughs> so you're, you're you're the one holding back all the lots. <laughs> so, thank you. Skipper, fast asleep, dreaming of gold. <laughs>